Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome to our happiest show of the year, and it is the most beautiful time of the year. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, welcome to House Calls in December. So we often start off our joy by celebrating the birthdays of special people in the month of December. And kicking this off, a very special little girl, my granddaughter, Aubrey Stevens, turned five this month. My friend, Marilyn Martin, celebrates a big birthday. Didi Madonia, who sold me many of my formals. Happy birthday, Didi. Robert Schwab, Jean Granados in Georgia, is having a birthday. Irita Trott in Connecticut. Dr. Angela DeRosa, happy birthday. My friend Shelly Anderson. Dr. Philip Ling of Mayo Clinic, happy birthday, Dr. Ling. Dr. Jerry Law, who has been on my show several times, is having a birthday. My friend Elizabeth Garrett. My attorney and former guest on my widow's walk, Mike Murphy is having a birthday. My neighbor, Tim Higgins, happy birthday, Mr. Mayor. Lance Luchabello, happy birthday. Another friend, Connie Harrington, George Kyleman, Mike Zimmerman, Paula Sears. I have two really good friends who celebrate their birthday on December 25th, Dr. Matt Gloyd, and he shares a birthday with Celine Greenbaum, as well as Jesus, who was born on that day. Kathy McEwen in Canada. Joanne Gilman, John Miller, and Paul Ellsworth. So happy birthday, all of you. I hope they treat you very special on your blessed day. So today, December 21, is the longest night of the year. It is the summer solstice where we have the fewest hours of sunlight. But I would consider it, you know, the glasses half empty, half full. I think it's it's really pretty much half full because if you've got a long night, you can go out and party and be with your friends, enjoy the beautiful stars and the, and the, um, the holiday lights. So enjoy this special summer solstice. It is also the last show of the season in 2023. And the good news, it brings us to 2024. As House Calls, this show renews for its ninth season on the air on Voice America. So I'm very grateful to all my listeners out there who've been supportive for all these years of this show. So we're now entering season number nine, which is amazing. So every month I have a special theme. And I always consider December and the holidays the most beautiful, wonderful time of the year. And and made me really ponder about the topic about what's beautiful, what constitutes beauty. And the holidays, you think of the natural beauty of the, the, the stars in the sky, the northern sky, the, uh, the star of Bethlehem, the holiday trees and the decorations and the tinsel. But there's also, when you look at that, it's visual beauty, right? We have music, auditory beauty, but what is visual beauty? And then it's like, well, what is beauty? What draws our attention? When you walk in a room and some particular person walks in, what is it about them that captures your attention? As a physician, I look at the science and you have the reticular activating system, that's your neurologic system, your eyes, your ears, your sense, that all of a sudden, you know, you're bleeping along and you, something snags you, as my medium friend says, it snags your attention and you're drawn. You can't get your mind off of it. It's not dangerous, but there's something that what captures your attention that instant, and how can you hold it? So is it the qualities of the shape, the color, the form, the, the sense of smell, the aesthetic senses of sight? 
What is it about beauty that captures our attention, that keeps it? And there are people we know very well. They are blessed with great genes. There's something in their DNA that constitutes the definition of beauty, the symmetry of the face, a certain appeal of the way the eyebrows or the eyes, the way they certain look, the bridge of the nose, the lips, and it could be culturally defined. What we look at one culture as beautiful may not be considered beautiful in another. And there are people who, they're from the start, they are instantly beautiful. And we see it around us in medium, through television, and on our, your iPhone, and movies. You know, why is it that people who are movie stars are, have a particular look, right? We always, we have those stereotypes. And I always ask, well, you've got beauty. They've got their attention. You're in the spotlight. So my question is, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with your five minutes of fame? What are you going to do with the moment everyone is looking at you? What is your message? And so that's what we're exploring today, and that's what we're sharing. So to explore and ponder these questions, I have two incredible women who are beautiful inside as well as outside, and I've known them for quite a while. They are, the, are, they are really the marriage, the combination of beauty and brains, and third is moxie. So I used to laugh in my crude Navy way, you've got to have brains, beauty, and balls, right? That's the moxie part, to make it a good combination. So let me introduce the first one. Maureen Francisco is the co-executive producer of Northwest Productions. It's a media and entertainment company that produces live events, including the state qualifiers to Miss USA and Miss Teen USA for Idaho, Oregon, and Washington State. She has mentored more than 1,000 contestants. In addition, Maureen is a co-founder of an award show that celebrates the pageant community at the international level, and it's called the Global Beauty Award Show, which is now in the seventh year, and the next award show, which I am attending, is April 28, 2024. In the midst of producing live shows, Maureen is also busy creating pitching, and selling docu-series. She is also published author of an award-winning book, It Takes Moxie, about going after your dreams fearlessly and boldly with, with, I recall now, I wrote the foreword for her book. So that was a great honor to do that. And actually, as we think about it, that book was life-changing for you because you met your husband, your soulmate. So Maureen's favorite role is being a mom who is homeschooling her son Malachi and taking him to his wrestling and jujitsu practices. So welcome, Maureen. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's great to have you. This is your fifth time on this show? I think so. And I, it's an honor. Every sing t- single time I come here, I feel like it's therapy because I learn so much from you. And if you ever have a moment with Dr. Connie, you're going to get so much wisdom from her. Well, you're, you're so wonderful. When you did my previous shows with David, we talked about love and marriage and what makes a great relationship. And I so benefited, and my, many of my, my listeners benefited from the wisdom both of you shared for how to find the love of your life and how to create a great life and how to have a great marriage. So thank you for being on this show. I'm going to introduce another close friend of yours, your best friend, and an incredible woman in her own right, so talented, Jennifer Lloyd is a passion advocate for women's empowerment, emphasizing the beauty of leadership, motherhood, and entrepreneurship. Jennifer's distinguished journey includes titles such as Mrs. Washington America from 2005, and she's the two-time Mrs. Korea World 2021 and the reigning 2023 Mrs. Korea World. 
Her commitment to nurturing women's potential has earned her numerous awards in production and styling. Her leadership extends to roles such as co-owner of Lloyd Enterprises, a former school board director, and she's director of the Spies Ford Foundation, along with supporting multiple charitable initiatives. She's a seasoned model, and when you see her, you drop-dead gorgeous, absolutely. Since the age of 16, she's graced international runways and renowned publications such as Elle, Marie Claire, and Harper's Bazaar. In 2021, she expanded her portfolio with Jennifer E. Lloyd Artistry, a photography business specializing in high-end beauty and pageant portraits. She's a devoted wife and mother to six children, and she has unfaith- unwavering faith anchors her life, inspiring hope, advocating for enduring strength and beauty. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for having me, Dr. Connie. I'm still fangirling over you, and I'm so <laughs> thrilled to be here with your audience. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, I look at both of you, and then it's too bad we can't be on television doing this. And just looking at you, your energy, your spirit, your bright eyes, your smile, and your authenticity because one of the things we talk about when we think of beauty and beauty pageants, because you're in the industry as a participant, as a producer, we have all sorts of stereotypes of what makes a beauty queen, right? You think yes. of, let's see, Drop Dead Court Gorgeous, which is sort of the dark comedy that came out years ago. And of course, Miss Congeniality, right, about that story. And, and you hear stories of various beauty pageant contestants. But let me start with the initial one. What what got you each interested in beauty pageants, Maureen? So I actually married into it because my husband has been the producer for more than 21 years. And a decade, or actually two decades ago, I was a news anchor at a station in Yakima, Washington. And my producer at that time married a teacher who teaches um, broadcast, anything in, pro- in production. And he messaged me on Facebook and said, would you mind taking out my student for coffee and teaching her everything about broadcast journalism? And I remember taking out Tara Richardson for a coffee, and uh, I told her about the business that it would be advantageous for her to start in a small market to learn the craft and then move her way up into the various um, markets in, in news. And I remember her then turning the question on me and saying, thank you so much for spending your time with me what is it that I can help you with? And I said, well, I'm working um, on my book, interviewing successful immigrants and those who came from humble beginnings. And that's when she said, you need to meet my state director, David Van Maren. So I met him. I interviewed him for my book. And little did I know I would one day marry him. And I didn't know that this was part of the marriage agreement that I would also be working full time with him. So I feel like he really lucked out because he got a worker and a wife. So um, and here we are. We've been doing this now for 11 years. And and it's wonderful because I don't recommend it to most people to work with your spouse. But with him, it makes sense. And you're the first person who I introduced him to. So when you met him. The, the relationship and the connection, everything made sense. Oh, it was very obvious. Mm-hmm. And in the inter- when I interviewed him for that job, and I, I asked various questions, and it was the way he looked at you. And it was, you knew, you yes. already knew that this was the guy and, and he was sent to you. It, it's amazing. And, you know, it's what you, your mutual love of pageantry, your mutual love of helping other people, really what got you yes. to him. 
along the way. And then, and then Jennifer, mm-hmm. you know, how did, how did you get involved? I got involved in pantry later in life. I grew up um, with military um, family. My dad was in the army. We were on a very poor salary. It did not have the resources. And so I would dream big. And um, I got Im- uh, involved with pageantry when I became a married uh, missus. And um, it just really opened up my eyes to the opportunities. And I'm so very happy that I got involved because I met some incredible people like Maureen. And I discovered my talents and my passion. And I just, I just love being a part of it. Did you always believe you were beautiful? Absolutely not. You know, I grew up in Korea in a cement box. We didn't have running water and we didn't even have an indoor bathroom. My mom would use uh, a little trash can so that we could use the bathroom because it was often cold in Korea. And I remember um, looking at um, magazines and just dreaming about, um, you know, one day like feeling good in my skin. Um, I, I just didn't have nice clothes. We had a lot of secondhand clothes. And, um, you know, my um, shopping mall was the PX and the commissary. Yeah, yeah I know <laughs> and, that. And, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I feel like right now, I, it, that hunger, that drive really pushed me to just explore and just to continue to believe in myself. And um, when you're young and you feel like you're less than, you have no self-worth, you have no self-esteem. Um, but, you know, I, I learned uh, a lot about the love of the Lord to my mom, and I just had faith, faith that I could change my circumstance. And, you know, watching my father, especially um, as an immigrant and working so hard, and I, he, he really inspired me. He inspired me to have that fight. Yeah. And I just never gave up, you know. And at one point, when I was uh, 14 years old, I was almost killed in a car accident. And I had fractured my right knee. And I remember I had this, this six-inch scar on my knee. And, um, you know, sometimes I would be walking around and people would, you know, point and stare because it was so inflamed. And um, especially being Asian, I have a lot of um, discoloration. And I just thought I would never model. I could never do it. But you know what? I had a lot of people that rejected me, casting directors that turned me down, agencies. But I just, I just didn't give up. And I'm glad I never did. You know, what yeah. comes to mind as you talk about your story, because I, yeah. I had not remembered about how difficult it is but for you, because when they yeah. see models, they say, oh, my God, she's instantly beautiful, came from a rich family. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of them realize how much suffering you got, went to. Yeah. And, I, and, and you know, what, when you talk about Miss Universe, a lot of them came from poor countries. Mm-hmm. But what comes to mind, you really, have you written your memoir? Have you written your story? Not yet, but I, I, to, I'm right? inspired to. I feel yeah. like I haven't arrived. There's still so much more that I want to accomplish. And I feel like I'm starting later in life because as a kid, when you're under those circumstances, um, we grew up on government cheese, government mm-hmm. milk. Um, my mom used to um, black market American cigarettes, chewing gum, just to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had anybody show me anything. I didn't, I didn't have anybody help me believe that I can achieve anything. So I feel like I'm just now starting. Which and, is a wonderful, uh, inspiring uh, story. Thank you. The name that comes to me, I love uh-huh. naming people's books, is Beautifully Broken. 
or broken, no. broken, yeah, beautifully broken, mm. because there is woundedness and brokenness in all mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. And as little girls, you know, you think of, oh my God, I'll never. And mm-hmm. here we are. We're we're of color. We're Asian, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And when you come to this country, we don't fit the stereotype of Miss Miss America. I mean, we're not tall. We're, we're, Jennifer is, <laughs> yes. but but you know, we're not light skinned We don't have yes. blue eyes. We don't have long blonde hair. So you don't fit that quote stereotype. And so you don't think you apply. Mm -hmm. Beauty doesn't apply. And so my story was never believing I was beautiful. My mother was because she had won pageants, you know, in the Philippines. But the little story, it reminds me what you talk about in your Moxie, you know, Jennifer's story Mm -hmm. of just struggling and Maureen's story of Moxie, (laughs) that something in you says, I may not have that, but I'm smart. If I'm smart, I can get that. That's attainable. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, you, you have an advantage. You've got a genetic advantage, but mm-hmm. you did something with that. Yeah. It's that fire. It's that drive that something needs to express. But I think the benefit of what you do is you give hope for every little girl out there who didn't believe she was pretty enough or smart, you know, didn't have what it takes. Yeah, I, and you're saying, yes, you it's, do. It's healing for me. It's, yeah. it's, it was trauma growing up as a young kid because uh, you just you just didn't have a community that you belong to. It just always felt like um, everybody else was achieving great things and they had the support of their parents. My parents were there, they're hard workers, but um, as far as uh, helping you with your aspirations and, and seeing your talents, that wasn't, it wasn't talked about because yeah. you're busy surviving. Yeah. You're and just trying to make yeah, it. Yeah. And so what's fulfilling to me now as, as a woman who has talents and, and connections and opportunities, I, I like to see talent in other people and help hone those those skills so that they can achieve their dreams. It, it's it's fulfilling to me, and I can't stop it. And my husband's always like, "I'm you're always super busy." I, I know because <laughs> I, I'll meet someone and I'll always want to assist them or help them. And because I knew growing up, I wish I had something someone like that. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. but there, you were meant to suffer that, so yes. you know I can help others with that. Absolutely. That you can lift them up. Absolutely. And then you met Maureen. And Maureen, you're, be- I mean, mm-hmm. you're obviously gorgeous. Would you, would you ever, you know, were you ever contested in a pageant? Obviously, you got into it through love and marriage. But, you know, you've encountered so many of them. And, I mean, when you go out, you look like a pageant queen. I mean, but you've met so many, over a thousand. What, is there any common personality things that you noticed among them? I mean, what kind of things pop out as things that are very common themes among your beauty contestants that you see? I see myself and them because I did a pageant when I was um, 17, 18 years old. And I did it for self-confidence, to work on my public speaking skills, to meet new friends. So I see these women who want to better themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's great is because you're going to be part of the community with other women who also want to achieve excellence. So it's a very um, supportive environment. It's a sisterhood. And I met Jennifer through her daughter who wanted to compete in our pageant. I remember meeting Jennifer thinking, can you please introduce me to your mom? This was Noelle, her daughter. She goes, no, no, no. Um, I said, Noelle, can you please introduce me to your mom? And she goes, this is my mom. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, because I thought Jennifer was a contestant. And Aww. and it took me about five years to vet Jennifer, and I'll tell you why it took me five years. Um, typically when uh, a parent or a family, when their daughter doesn't advance or does not win, mm-hmm. 
then they get mad at me because they think I had some sort of impact in the scores. And I'm really hands off. Like when you were at Miss Universe, it was such above board. You chose who you wanted to win. And Jennifer never questioned the decision of the judges. She would be one of the very first families who would sign up her daughter. She had two daughters who competed through her system, and one of them eventually did win um, Lily Lloyd, Miss Washington Teen USA, who you mentor. So again, um, Jennifer was somebody who took me a while, who I vetted, and we've had a great friendship ever since. So unlike Mm -hmm. the stereotype that beauty queens are competitive with each other and divas and backstabbing, you you tell us the opposite story, right? It's not what people think. No. There's always drama, but it's, but I've seen a very supportive, it is a sisterhood. It's truly a sisterhood. Like Jennifer is like a big sponsor with Pageants Northwest. She's not an official sponsor just in case of any of her daughters who will compete in the future because she does have a lot. (laughs) She has five daughters. (laughs) A lot of kids. Yes. Um, But she still wants to give generously with her time, with her resources, with her finance. She's also a sponsor of the Global Beauty Awards show. So there's no competition at all. Um, We often um, create synergy in saying, oh, you know what? We see this talent in this person. We need to somehow nurture this person. And one of them is Milana Kovalovich. She's Mm -hmm. now the... Miss Universe Talent Coordinator. And we've known her since she was in her early 20s, and now she is running the show, helping Miss Universe travel all over the world and and manage her schedule. So what is the toughest part about what you do in pageantry? For me, the toughest part is um, seeing the disappointment in the contestants or the queens when they don't win. And I tell them, you can't think about the crown as the ultimate end goal is about the relationships it's about the growth and when they put their self-worth on the set of judges thinking gosh if I didn't win that means I'm not good enough and I have to change their mind frame and mind frame and say it's much more than that it's about the friendship the community and the growth for Jennifer have mm-hmm. you won every pageant you've been in oh absolutely not my first pageant um, I I walked away as first runner-up but it was an accident I look back and I'm like <laughs> I was not prepared and it really does take a lot of self inflection you know reflection and you know when you when you talk about what's the toughest part I think a lot of us think we've we're at our best but actually there's still so much growth that can happen and um, that's why it's so important to surround yourself with great mentors like, like you, Maureen, because they'll help you see areas where you can grow. And for me, I had a lot of learning to do. And it wasn't just about the physical appearance. It was internalizing just that confidence, you know. And I truly believe the most beautiful attribute of a woman is her confidence. And um, having people or surrounding yourself with people who inspire you is going to help you see that and, and become someone who's more confident. Because, you know, a lot of it's really your mindset and how mm-hmm. you look at life. Right. And you two have helped each other and so many mm-hmm. people. Well, mm-hmm. You know, beauty is, you're right, it encompasses that. You can have a pretty face right. and present, but it'll what keeps you there is that confidence and how they carry themselves and, and the message. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back because I want to delve more into beauty, but also I want to talk about the holidays and your families, because you both are married, happily married, you have Mm -hmm. children, you have a very busy life, but you have something of which you're passionate. And really, it's it's pageantry, but also the people who are in that business who who compete, who support it, and keep fueling. But it's also about improving yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the things that struck me about what you said, Jennifer, was 
you know, you don't always win, but you, t- you had the humility to say, you know what, I could be better. Mm-hmm. I could be better. You didn't take it personally. You didn't blame anybody, but, you know, maybe I should try this. Maybe I can do that. Me- and that's the thing that, that sets you apart from everybody else. How can be I be a better person? How can I be better contestant? What mm-hmm. did I learn? So stay tuned on House Calls with Dr. Connie and Jennifer Lloyd, Maureen Francisco, about the most beautiful things in the world. So stay tuned for more on House Calls. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to the most beautiful show of the year, House Calls with Dr. Connie and Maureen Francisco and Jennifer Lloyd here in studio. We're talking about business, and it's a tough, tough business. As a business owner, as a contestant, a lot of disappointment, a lot of constant work. You don't just instantly show up. You're doing your homework. You're doing everything about it. So tell me, is there any drama? (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> there is a lot of drama. That's what's so funny about pageants because from the outside world, we try to keep it mm-hmm. together. But when it comes to, you know, personalities, you have a lot of strong personalities. Absolutely. There will always be drama when there are strong, opinionated people. <laughs> Definitely passionate, right? Yes. So how do you, how do you get through all that? Because you're surrounded by drama. How do you, how do you manage? So I have learned to remove my emotion when it, it comes to making decisions because I make better decisions when I don't have any emotions and I can think very clear. And um, I surround myself with um, amazing people with great wisdom and discernment and I'll bounce ideas from them. But I don't let myself um, focus only on that drama because if you focus on anything, it will expand. Mm-hmm. So I listen to the situation at, at hand, and I make a decision. And what I find with people is if they're in a drama, they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's actually going to make them sicker and crazier, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can just remove your emotion and go, okay, what is the logical? What is the best outcome? And I've been given a gift where when I look at a situation, I think of the 10 possible outcomes. And I ask myself, how can I make a decision where I minimize the most um, next set of drama, right? I want to I wanna be able to encapsulate that drama and fix it and move forward. But yes, in, in a business like pageants, absolutely, there will be drama. She's superwoman, Dr. Connie. I believe, well, you all are superwoman. Mm-hmm. You know, Jennifer, what you do, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough. You're in the spotlight. You've got to always be on. But then you've got all the other things in preparation. It is not for wimps. I've seen behind the scenes what you all do. And, you know, you're constantly taking care of yourself. You have to. It takes a lot of work. You know, it's not you just show up and you, they throw in some makeup. I mean, you are really always doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always curious because, you know, in Miss Universe, we got to ask questions mm-hmm. of the candidates. And my questions, my question wasn't used. Somebody used somebody else's. And I'll ch- t- tell you later what question it was. But have you ever, what, is there any particular question they've asked you that was difficult to answer when you were a pageant contestant? You know, I was asked once about rejection, my ideas on rejection. And... For some reason, when I answered it, it was, you know, on the spot. I thought I just needed to keep it light and um, stay in the middle ground when I should really talk about the feelings that I've had when I've been rejected my whole life, right? And not feeling like I'm I'm a part of a community or not feeling beautiful or not successful enough or, you know, um, I should have delved more into that. And I think it's important when you are in pageantry and if you're asked a question, you really have to share your story. You can't just be surface. You have to be very transparent and raw because everyone has experienced that, right? And um, I think that like I had to learn how to to answer a question and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're pretty open now. Mm-hmm. I'm you very open. I, I, I've really come to age to my to who I am now. I, I feel like I finally am released and um, it was definitely a journey for me because for a long time I wanted to hide just the trauma. Um, maybe I just didn't want to deal with it. And um, But now the more I talk about it, it's more healing. And then I see where I was and where I'm at today and it actually it, it is inspiring. It's like I could keep going, you can keep going. 
you know. For the pageant, mm-hmm. how, how I mean, how long can women compete? Don't you have Miss Senior World? I mean, how old are oh, your yeah, contestants? How long do they go for this? There's not a limit There's right no now. There's no limit, no, yes. No. I mean, mm-hmm. Miss Universe, didn't they have, we had contestants, it was 28. That's not the typical, they've opened that up. They've opened it to transgender. They've opened it up to women who have children. They've opened up to women with large, you know, not the mm-hmm. typical uh, body size, too. Yes. So you want to share, Maureen, what we saw? It's very inclusive. Yes. So pageants, it's much more inclusive than 20 years ago than when I started. Mm -hmm. And now with the Miss Universe organization, it has removed any age limit. So a 50-year-old, a 70, a 80, or 90-year-old can compete. And I often use the example of Jennifer Lopez. When Jennifer Lopez um, performed at the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. people kept talking about her age. Like, wow, here she is looking like that at her age. What about Dolly Parton? Yes, oh, Dolly exactly. Parton, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? It was Martha, Martha Stewart. Stewart. Oh my gosh, right? Really? So mm-hmm. I love how society's changing what beauty looks like because mm-hmm. oftentimes I felt like if I didn't make it by 30, I was a failure. And that mm-hmm. was the pressure society was doing. And now mm-hmm. society's removing that stereotype and saying, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be who you are, be authentic of who you are, and love who you are, like mm-hmm. body type, personality, skin color. Um, again, it's it's. I love how the industry is changing and making it much more inclusive. I mean, I'm not even mm-hmm. five feet tall, right? And I know one day we're going to see somebody my height um, walk across the Miss Universe stage and win. What's the average height of beauty queens i want to say average about five seven and wow up. yeah wow yeah and then for print model uh, runway models you know, five tall? ten they're five, all tall five, ten five eleven and then they're standard how many inch heels uh, right <laughs> things have changed though really so i've watched this transition happen in in, in modeling because uh first it was just you had your supermodels and then you had more lifestyle models and then you were plugged in as being asian Mm-hmm. And, you know, black and white, and they love that. But now everyone's looking for someone who's really mixed and different and mm-hmm. looks like our community. So there's more opportunities for women who look like all of us. What if you look at the me, commercials, you'll see I it. I know. It's mm-hmm. like a, what struck me about Miss Universe, I had to, like, double-check their sash. I go, what country are you in? Because mm-hmm. it's not the stereotypical mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. You'll have somebody, like, a total different ethnicity in that country. It's right. like, oh, really? Oh, okay. I just want to make sure I got the right country here. Mm-hmm. And that just sort of shook it off a little bit, like, not expecting that. Right. And, and one of your judges, Halima. Right? Oh, yeah. She's not very tall, no. but she's a supermodel. Oh, she's, she's on the cover yeah. of multiple magazines yeah. and mm-hmm. has walked for Kanye West. I mean, again, we are changing the industry standard. Mm-hmm. When I say we as women, we're mm-hmm. telling media outlets and we're telling companies, mm-hmm. you need to do better. And, yeah. and I'm glad companies are doing better. You know, because that's the brand. That's the face. And, and you know, I look at things as a businesswoman. You know, Miss Universe and all these, it's a mm-hmm. business, right? It is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what brand are you selling? And then a lot of uh, the beauty pageant queens, they're like on cover models, your endorsement of a product, mm-hmm. that's the face of the brand. Mm-hmm. And to get that and represent it and to project that image for a woman to go, oh my God, she's stunning. I'm going to use that cream because I'm going to look just like that or I'm going to feel like that. I'm going to be beautiful like that. You know, you talk about, you know, the, the difficult things and you shared about disappointment and then mm-hmm. the things of just trying to do the best you can do. Uh, what gets you through all this? What gets you going? I mean, what gives you 
the energy to continue what you do? I, I have a deep faith with my Lord and Savior, and he's taking me through some really dark, day, dark days. And um, that's how I just receive my strength. And, um, you know, there's days that I don't feel that great and I don't feel that beautiful. I don't feel that productive. And I just have to remember that I have the authority to change my mindset, to change the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I heard that feelings have no IQ, right? So, um, yeah, just it's it's you just have to believe in yourself and yeah, yeah and, and just push through, push yeah. through. It takes a process mm-hmm. to do that. It also takes good I call them your angels. Mm-hmm. You know, you both are married to amazingly supportive. Your husbands are amazing families, yes, and you have you. each other mm-hmm. as friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, they really get you through the dark times. They mm-hmm. really do through all that. They could be there. So now we're into the holidays, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and it is, you look around, everything's gorgeous and beautiful. So when you think of the holiday season, what comes to mind? What kind of things do you look forward to now? I look forward to spending time with family, drama free, (laughs) and just really being present and quality time. And to answer your question from earlier, what gets through my hard days is my faith. And I remind myself my audience is God. So when I think about that, that my audience is God, and I perform and be the best me for God, it really takes away the noise from everything else. Mm-hmm. It's not about, gosh, am I going to please this person or am I going to frustrate this person if I speak up and do what's right? No, because if my audience is God, then I don't have to worry yeah. because God is who I'm going to live my life for. So, mm-hmm. yes. How about you, Jennifer? Well, I have a strong faith um, as well, so I put a lot of emphasis on just believing in in a higher power and knowing that, um, you know, if there's something that I desire, I can work hard and that, you know, my angels and and, um, my destiny is set for me. If it's for you, it'll happen, right? Um, And that door closing doesn't mean that it's the end, it's a redirection in your life. And um, as I'm getting older and I'm aging, my body's changing, you know, being 45 years old, I'm noticing these changes. Um, You know, I questioned beauty for a while, like, what is the true meaning of beauty? And I really had to uh, work through a lot of um, just emotional, like distress, because I I work in the beauty industry where I'm, I'm working with young women all the time, and I'm trying to keep up with the trends. And, and, um, I realize that it's it's really a belief in yourself and and how I believe in myself is I I try to work out so it's a physical action it's a spiritual action as well as an intellectual action and I realize that if I continue to do those things like every day invest in that every day it just it changes it changes your mindset your appearance how you walk in a room and um, that's that's my secret sauce. So yeah. what do you want for Christmas? I want peace. Mm. And I say peace because sometimes we take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have seasons where things are going great, status quo, and then something disrupts it. And you realize how important peace is. Um, so I just want peace. I want love. I want harmony. And, uh, and I'm excited to plan my 2024 state pageants. Mm-hmm. 
How about you, Jennifer? Gosh, I just keep counting my blessings. I'm so thankful that my kids and my husband are healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's really important right now is just our health and all the other things is just just things, right? Um, but sharing meals and moments and memories with my family is the most important thing. I realize time's just going so fast, and when you're in love with your spouse, it I, I just, I don't know, a week just flies by in a month and then a year. And I just, I keep thinking like, oh, I, I, I want to stay happy like this forever. I don't ever want it to end, you know? And so I think just our health. Yeah. Every yeah. day you have as a gift, every yeah. moment you have as a gift. You know, I, on Widow's Walk is my other podcast. And I, I reiterate the statistics that 70 to 75% of married women will be widows. And so I tell wives, there are days you want to kill your husband, just hold off, because <laughs> you're going to miss him. You're really going to miss him. So hold off on that. Um, but, you know, you look at what counts, because mm-hmm. people will think, oh, she's got beauty and she's success, you know, and we all suffer. And the mm-hmm. fact that you are open and vulnerable enough to share that means so much to people. And I think when we look at candidates and that extra spark, and we were able to, Maureen saw that in Miss mm-hmm. Universe, we were able to connect individually and interview them and you can mm-hmm. see how they make their eye contact and they acknowledge you and the kindness and and just be human and authentic you can tap into that mm-hmm. you know but you look at the season you look at what we celebrate and you think of christ because i'm christian i'm catholic and how he came in, into this world in the most humble of way mm-hmm. the king mm-hmm. of kings was born in a manger right mm-hmm. and yet you had the three wise men traveling from afar to gift him you know, they didn't give him a crown. Later, he wound up getting the crown of thorns. But that simple, beautiful story, centuries ago, is the reason we celebrate this today. It isn't a retail thing. It was that simple story in a land now that never gets any break, is constantly at war. And I think with Miss Universe, when we had 84 delegates from around the world, what struck me is every single one of them are beautiful from all over the globe. I, mean, I couldn't tell. You can mix up their sashes. You can say from there. But there was one country that was a major country that didn't show. But the ones that did show, I was really struck. And I'm, I can share that we had Miss Ukraine and we had Miss Russia. Remember? The, and yes. I, I don't know if you heard their interview. But they came in separately. And one of the things our committee asked individually, each one of them, Miss Ukraine and Miss Russia, we said, you know that you know, Miss Ukraine, you know that Miss Russia is here, right? Yes, I do. Have you spoken to her? Yes, I have. Can we ask what you told her? I wish you peace. And we asked Miss mm. Russia the same thing. Did you speak to Miss Ukraine? Yes, I did. What did you tell her? I wish you peace. And so if I were a producer, and I'd be very controversial, I would have, I went to the, I went to actually the president, um, Paula, who's sitting beside me, I said, you know what, if I could have my wish, how beautiful this would be. You know, both of them are singers. If you got them on the pageant to sing a song together mm-hmm. and a photo op with them, what is the message? That our countries are at war, but we are not fighting. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. But then the political repercussions, I don't know, I don't want them to be hurt, I know, but y- you imagine that? That one photo op would go viral. Absolutely. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what that would tell everybody? That yes. one photo op. So, and it's, everything we see in here is the, through the power of a lens and a voice is the media. And so if you control what we see in here, mm-hmm. experience, you control the whole mindset. You control this country and other countries around us. 
and the emotions that, that go with that. And it's, it's quite interesting, huh, that, that that is the case at this time. And every year, you know, and maybe in a lot of ways, it's God's way to test us. You know, I'm going to send you some tough times. And what is your behavior? Exactly. What is your behavior? And one of the things I tell my kids, you know, life, life is about solving problems. From the day you're born, you are constantly solving problems. The two things are solve the problem and don't be a jerk, right? Be a nice, kind, patient, loving human being, but solve the problem and be a nice person. And the, being the nice person is the hard way to do it. But it's a constant, it's a constant struggle with that. So you, you look at that. And, and again, I look at Miss Universe and I, you know, I thank you for inviting me to that because it was an eye opener. And I find it interesting when I came back, people aren't fascinated by what I did at the White House or my business. They just want to hear about Miss Universe. I mean, how did you do that? Right? How did, what were the trade secrets? Right? How was it? it was, I said, it was amazing. The people were wonderful. Um, we were treated royally. We were treated in a beautiful way. The country was beautiful. There were so many people who were passionate about supporting their, their country. And what struck me about the people supporting, just so much support and love there for their candidates and all the work they went into. And, and, the, and the way they did it was above board. You know, we didn't want to stress anybody. We didn't put them a hard time. And I told them picking a candidate for Miss Universe is a lot more difficult than when I interview candidates for med school on admissions committee. That's easier than Miss Universe. Because here, I mean, I have only a few minutes to get the gist of it. I have a little brief essay. I can do the visual. But then I have to figure, do they carry the brand? Can this somebody who can be flexible and adjust and not have a big attitude and be gracious? And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, trying to vet that and working with that. The other thing is all the other judges to meet, you know, celebrities like that. And and just to interact with them. And a lot of them were delightful, down-to-earth people. And it's, you know, the reason they're famous is what? Hello, you've got the spotlight. So what do you do with the spotlight? You know, are you kind and gracious? And it's like what Jennifer talks about. Who do you serve, right? Who, 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 who's the one up there that you channel? Who do you serve? So of all the things, do you have any advice do you give to the audience about beauty and pageantry? I mean, your listeners are always looking for advice from successful, beautiful women. What advice would you give? to other women out there, to, to their daughters, to their spouses? I mean, what advice? I say give yourself grace because everyone is going through something. If you individually talk to people, everyone is going through some tough times in their lives. And if you give yourself grace and just tell yourself, you're just going to try your very best um, you're going to interact with people with with excellence. That's all that you really can do, because I think sometimes we're too hard on ourselves, and uh, we measure and compare ourselves to other people. And I always say, once you start the comparison game, your joy will be taken away. So just give yourself grace, do your best, and be kind. But you, Jane? I often get asked, like, are, you know, why are you always so dressed up? Or why do you, you know, you're always like, you know, big hair, big glamour. And I truly believe you got to work with what you got and do the best <laughs> with what you have. And, um, you know, that just takes time on yourself. And a lot of times, you know, as, as a busy working mom, you know, with children and you have a husband and 
you're, you know, if you're doing a lot of philanthropy work and you're involved in organizations, it does take time away from you. And it's so important, especially as women, as we're aging, to invest time in ourselves and to not put ourselves last. And, you know, physical fitness for me is a huge component in my life. It not only just builds me up like stronger mentally, um, but I see the benefits of it physically, you know, and my husband likes it too. So, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of good things, you know, mm-hmm. self-care mm-hmm. that I went to my 50th high school reunion this year and it was an eye opener. I walked into the, um, the Fleet Reserve Association Club in Imperial Beach and I thought, who are all these old people? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the lesson that struck out where I'm glad I use sunscreen and I'm glad I moisturize, <laughs> you know. You know, you got to have self-love, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it. It's not. It's not vanity. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish. It's self-love. It's healthy, right? Because I want my patients to take care of themselves. I don't right. want you to. You know, everybody else is. For, it's like putting your oxygen on before you put in everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because what good can I be to you if I feel horrible? If I'm mm-hmm. sick and mm-hmm. not proud of myself, and you want to be the best version of yourself showing up. You know, yeah. and I love. Listen. I don't have any other hobbies other than the fact, you know, I don't have hobbies. I don't play golf. I don't play, you know, any other sports. I like to shop and I like clothing and jewelry. Hey, and I'm very <laughs> difficult to buy from yes. hey, out there. So, you know, I can introduce people my jeweler, but no, I mean, I like shopping and because it makes me feel good. It's like a good hair day, right? Mm-hmm. You wake up, your hair looks good. Your makeup's good. I can do this. I can do this. And it builds your confidence and then you're fine. You feel mm-hmm. great. You're confident. And it's a self, it's like you're surrounding yourself with self-love mm-hmm. and and there's, I don't think there's anything wrong. It's mm-hmm. how you treat people as a result. Mm-hmm. If you think people are lesser, then, then you're vain. But if you think you, know, you want to be gracious, you want to help people, there's no harm in that. Mm-hmm. And plus, I think I like supporting the, the fashion industry. You're right. Yes. You're wearing a brand. You look stunning. You look great in everything. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> she but does. It's, but it's, it's using the best mm-hmm. you can use of yourself mm-hmm. and, and to, to, to convey your message mm-hmm. to the people out there. Mm-hmm. So for the holidays, do you have any particular ritual? You know, you'll spend time with your family, like Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Do you, what do you all plan to do? Back, you're going to be back home um, in your homes. What do you, Anything special? We're going to go to my mother's house for Christmas Eve. My Lola is still alive and thriving. How old is she now? 97 years old. It's amazing. 97, Mm -hmm. more than 60 grandchildren. So spending the holidays and any time with her is a blessing. So we're going to do the um, immediate family and extended family on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day is just David, myself, and Malachi where we're going to really enjoy each other. And then come the 26th, it's wrestling time again. <laughs> we have a big wrestling tournament at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jennifer? you, you got know, a big family. I, I grew up on food. I love food. <laughs> and my uh, the way I show love is through food. So I usually, I just put out a huge spread. What do you cook? And I do like all American, the, the ham, the turkey, the sides, all the fixins. And um, you ever cook bulgogi? Oh yeah, of course. I, love, yeah. I do. I do Korean food, and um, but on on Christmas Day, it's more more tr- traditional foods, and I, I just love seeing kids eat. I love to see my husband happy and everybody gathered around. It's loud. It's chaotic when everyone's talking over each other. But I just I love it. I grew up with a small family because being in the military, we didn't have anybody close to us. So. I love the chaos, so we we do the chaotic Christmas, opening the gifts, and then the following day we we uh, take off to our ski home in Sun Valley, Idaho, for a week of skiing. 
you know, it's really being with family. Mm-hmm. It's out of the camera, <laughs> out of the spotlight, out of all those things there. Mm-hmm. So what are your plans for next year? What do, you, what do you look forward to next year? Wow, there's so many things. Um, we're going to be going to Mexico because a big part of the Global Beauty Awards, um, we do a, a donation um, thanks to Lloyd Enterprises. So I'll be going with Jennifer to visit the orphanage in Cancun to um, give them their gifts and whatever supplies they need. So mm-hmm. the, the big thing would be the Global Beauty Awards show. And because I'm in the pageant community, I go to a lot of weddings. And so far, I have two weddings on the calendar. And um, in January, we're going to have a girls retreat with you, Dr. Connie. So I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to that. That's been on my bucket list for a really <laughs> long time. So I'm really excited to just um, start the new year with just peace and clarity and and again having a girls retreat mm-hmm. so anyone that hangs around marine has to work <laughs> so. we're both we're all working we're all it's working. A working vacation yes. it's yes and so and then i have people are like wow that looks really fun i'm like if you want to come along you got to work you know? <laughs> <laughs> everybody's working around here but uh, i'm we've been really hustling to promote the global video awards it's it's a fantastic event where we have people flying from all around the world it takes a lot of planning and Maureen is the brainchild behind this amazing production. Um, so we've just been going back and forth on just honing in, just, just you know, making these fine details, like, come to life. Um, so that's what I've been busy with. And then also in January, I'm heading to Mrs. World's competition in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'll be there from January 13th through the 22nd, and I'll be vying for the title of Mrs. World. And uh, so how many contestants? So initially they said it was like 50, but now it's 40. There's some issues with some visas, Um, but uh, you know, I'm ready for it. I, I love a good competition, not because I want to be competitive with others, but it really pushes me to be my best. Yeah. I'm competing with me. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, And I'm very proud of my heritage and Mm -hmm. I know my mom is very proud for me to represent Korea. Uh, so that's what I'm planning for in January and February. Like Maureen said, we're heading yeah. off to the orphanage in Guantana Room, Mexico. It's it's like a second home to my husband and I. Yeah. And it's the only orphanage in that community. And uh, we just feel so blessed that we can help these young kids. Um, one of the projects that we're working on for 2024 is helping them um, build a new roof because that's a issue they're dealing with. So I'm, I'm glad that Marie and David are going to come along and get to tour the facility, um, meet the children, and um, we can share this with the other Global Video Award members as well as this is what we're doing as a pageant community. Well, I want to thank both of you for being on our show today and time's almost over, what? but really I wish you both a Merry Christmas, thank Happy you. Hanukkah, everybody out there, but a wonderful Christmas holiday season and a wonderful 2024. So thanks, Maureen. Thank you. And thanks, Jennifer. And thank, thank you, you all Dr. for Tommy. listening into finishing up our eighth season, moving on to the North and North, the ninth season. And so we'll talk to you in January. So have a wonderful time and God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.